Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. I'm super excited about my guest today from the hugely popular alternative music band, White Knife Study. With me is Joe Jackson, who plays bass, and Brian Calhoun, who jams on guitar. This electro-indie rock band is comprised of five guys who did separate music projects in Alaska and who got together in Portland, Oregon to make the kind of music they had always dreamed of. They draw inspiration from many of the same bands I've listened to and loved, like Depeche Mode, Churches, and Portugal the Man. They released their debut EP, Scenery, in 2018. Joe and I were in a band called Divides, and we started about 2012 and then moved down to Portland here in 2013. And then that band disbanded in around 2016. And Sean, the singer of White Knife, was like, hey, I've been wanting to start something kind of electronic-y. And I was like, cool, well, our band just ended. Let's get something going. And then uh, Bill happened to move down from Alaska at that same time, end of 2016. It just so happens that Joe is a definite food fan and a pretty good cook at that. Prepare to be amazed with Joe's super recipe for shredded buffalo chicken sandwiches. How did five guys from Alaska end up forming a band in Portland? How did they film their ultra-professional music videos? And what does an intense game of Clue have to do with anything? Follow me into this fun episode and let's find out. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Good to be on. Thanks for having us. I am super excited to be here, Joe and Brian, because I was Googling bands in Portland that were like up and coming and I found your music and I started listening and then I couldn't stop. So (laughs) I have listened to your music a lot. I'm super excited to be here and I'm really excited to expose my audience to your really great tunes so well hopefully they enjoy it yeah hopefully they will they're gonna subscribe i know so anyway joe what are we cooking today we are doing uh shredded buffalo chicken and uh yeah i got some ciabatta bread gonna make some sandwiches out of that uh so yeah that's been cooking for about two hours now in, in the a, slow cooker oh nummy in a crock pot okay what makes it buffalo chicken uh so i have a backup one of these in case we want some extra but it is a uh, Campbell's makes a sauce here, and I added some seasoning as well, but yeah, cool. slow cooking that. It just kind of absorbs it as it goes. Uh, I'm about to take it out, shred it, and then add some vegetables to it. Uh, have some Trader Joe's carrots cool. and celery. <laughs> Do some onion in there as well, and then yeah, throw that over some sandwiches with some cheese and call that good. I think that sounds delicious. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So what do we do? Uh, so I'm going to take this out. I'm going to see how this has been doing. And then we are going to start shredding it. I have a cutting board over here. Well, it looks good. <laughs> it's starting to smell pretty good, too. Yeah, I came hungry, too. Good. Let me tell you, today was a long so day. And I'm ready up. to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys are from Alaska? We are. That's where we all met. I think only, only two of us in the band are actually from Alaska. Um, but we all met up there. We, I spent most of my life up there, actually, and Bill spent most of his, or his entire life up there. Uh, Sean's originally from Oregon. Um, I was born in Oregon. Joe's from San Diego. 
So kind of all over. Yeah, I, actually, I think Brandon, was he born in Alaska? I think so. Yeah, his family's <laughs> been up there. Yeah. But we all met up there probably 2000. Well, Bill and I have known each other, ah, man, almost 20 years-ish. <laughs> Since 2000, 2001, we had a band, and then Sean and Brandon, uh, the other two that aren't here, they had a band up there um, about 2005, and our two bands played shows together, so we became friends just by seeing each other all the time. The music scene in Alaska is fairly small, Very as you can imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been to Alaska, and I didn't think I would be hearing like alternative music. Yeah. I mean, I would got the impression I'd hear a lot of country or something, but I wasn't expecting... Electro indie sound. It's not that you guys super common. Heard. I'd say folk music, kind of country, and metal. Those are the two extremes that you see a lot of in Alaska. In Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. And Joe and I were in a metal ish band around 2012, 2013. We formed in Alaska. So that's how I met Joe through the singer of that band, which now does not exist. Uh huh. Um, that was a band? Yeah. yeah. So we were in a, Joe and I were in a band called Divides. And we started about 2012 and then moved down to Portland here in 2013. And then that band disbanded around 2016. Uh -huh. And Sean, the singer of White Knife, was like, hey, I've been wanting to start something kind of electronic-y. And I was like, cool, well, our band just ended. Let's get something going. And then uh, Bill happened to move down from Alaska at that same time, end of 2016. So we were so all just like... So it was like all just kismet? Yeah, it all just kind of worked out. you ended up in Portland out. at the same time? Yeah. So how did you find... Was Sean up there as well? So Sean was in the one of the bands in Alaska that we had played with ah. way back in the day. So Sean and Brandon were both in a band up there called The Hoons. And but, I think our first show in Portland was with The Hoons, right? Is this Hoons uh, like the Calhouns? Uh, no. <laughs> they named it after you. Yes, uh, it's my own band. It's, uh, no, it's like a slang term for some kind of like hooligan street racing thing. I don't know if that's why they named it that way, but I looked it up in the past yeah. and it's something like that. Um, but so they're actually still a band and they, they don't play as much anymore just because of the white knife stuff. Yeah. Um, but they moved down to Portland in about 2011. And then Joe and I's band moved down in 2013, and then we all kind of just came so together. You, you started White Knife studying in about what 2017? Um, yeah, We've officially. We've been talking about it a little before that. Yeah, end of 2016, but coming into 2017 is when we started actually recording stuff and decided, like, okay, this is what we're gonna do moving forward. Started recording music videos and. Yeah. Our first two songs in summer of 2017. And I totally want to talk about that, but I want to take a quick yeah, uh, yeah. look over here at the food. Mm -hmm. So what's going on over here, Joe? So the chicken is cooling down. I'm going to hand shred that after okay. it's <laughs> the right temperature. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I'm starting to throw some veggies in the crock pot here. Just going to get those a little bit softer. And then uh, as soon as that's ready, I'm going to hand cut the potatoes over there, throw them in the oven as a side. Just do some handmade french fries. Woo <laughs> so you're throwing shredded carrots. Yep. And just kind of a nice little <laughs> topping on there once you get the chicken. I throw, uh, for personally, just like a slice of cheese and then, yeah, some of the veggies in there just to have yeah. a little bit extra. Yes, that sounds very good. Yeah. So I'm going to let you keep on doing what you're doing. It sounds really good. Right so on. tell me, you know, I love your, I think the music from White Knife Study is like catchy, a lot of really great hooks. Um, you know, I've been singing, was it Quiet? The quiet. The quiet. <laughs> uh, pretty much all day long. Um, that was the, yeah. the first one. Yeah, the, the very first, first White yeah. Knife song. Mm -hmm. And it, how did you come up with the idea for that? I mean, how do you write as a band? 
I mean, a lot of it stems from I kind of just honestly just sit down at my laptop and just kind of have a basic form for the songs, verse, choruses, chord structure, that kind of thing. Uh, but because I play guitar, I don't play any of the keys and synths. I kind of just have like a just a structure. And then um, I show Sean and he's like, yep, I like that. He'll come up with lyrics, vocal melody. And then um, Bill, who's just an absurdly talented musician, he usually then goes in and does the actual like key work, synth work, and that kind of stuff. Ah, nice. Um, so it kind of starts for me. I lay the foundation. Then Sean decides if he wants to move forward with the song. Uh -huh. And then um, Bill kind of adds all the key parts. And then Brandon and Joe get to tell us if they like it and then kind of produce it from there be like ah oh, this is too long this is too short and you know that kind of thing so it really of, is kind of a band yeah project you all have a hand in writing music yeah we all in some capacity it's not just one person and kind of telling everybody what goes it kind of it kind of starts with me and goes from person to person kind of through this like vetting process until it's kind of all finalized and right. everyone's kind of had their little right. um you know uh, signature is the on the it. one that goes i'm still young to no, that's ghost. So that's ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that I one, that, that was the second one we released. Yeah. And as I was saying earlier, that one has definitely become a fan favorite. I've heard a lot of people single that one out. That was one of the first music videos that we ended that's up doing. It's yeah. a great song. <laughs> um, and I love the video for that. I read that you guys did it all in one shot. Yeah. yeah. So our friend Scotty who we knew from our prior band because he did, I think, all of our music videos, right? Yeah, big big part of the Portland music scene. Yeah. He's done for many bands So here. what's his last name? Uh, so it's Scotty Fisher, but his company is called, or the, I guess, uh, name, branding he has is called Sleeper Studios. Okay. And he, uh, the first music video he ever did was the band that Joe and I had when we moved down here, and then he kind of just went head on and he does music videos for a lot of bands here in Portland. Uh -huh. um, so he did the first two videos we did and yeah. we kind of talked about, I don't know who came up with the original idea for doing the one shot thing. So it was Joe idea. raises his yeah. hand and says, um, <laughs> yes. yeah. thank you. Um, so no, and, and he's been around for a while. We had talked about other bands that we had liked. Uh, the concept we had talked, there's a couple other bands that have done similar things. Uh, Motion City Soundtrack and The Matches both had one-shot videos. Uh -huh. And we spent a lot of time watching that. And so in the Ghost music video, we change out some of the furniture behind the scenes so that when it pans back around to a certain point, it's a different setup. And we just, yeah, tried to have some fun with that. I also read that you had like family members and friends and mm -hmm. whatever, relatives are in the video Sean, on the yeah, scene when you come back to it? Yeah, because so the kid on the trampoline is Sean's son, and then everyone that was on the couches was um, you know, wives, girlfriends, relatives. I think maybe only one or two were just like friends, but yeah, somehow related or, you know, people so we were dating. I've done two videos. Yeah. It's only two. I think I've only done two videos. And, um, the first one I hired, um, some friends of mine, uh, to help me film it, but I yeah. directed it. You know, I had the concept, I had it all set up and, uh, it was my Christmas song, Here I Am Home. And I think that came out pretty well. And then the second one I did a little bit differently. My father was dying and I took oh, some footage sorry. of him you know, us holding hands like in those last couple of days of his life, but those last couple of months, I was taking family footage and all those kind of things. And so um, I had my, I went out to my friend's place in Canby um, and had them film everything on my Galaxy Note 8, um, which came out really cool yeah. because I did those landscape 
and then all the pictures of my dad were vertical. Yeah. So you could tell there was a difference, you know, when when hmm. we when I had my editor put them all together. Yeah. And I was like very it was like let's do this, this and this and my friend Christy was great. She played set designer. Yeah. And so we were at their house and she took all my photographs. She took all of her stuff out and, you know, staged my photos in the in their window and everything. And you guys are going to think this is funny, but the day was raining. We had to have a rainy day. Yeah. The song is called Rain. Mm. It poured rain. <laughs> Except for we're filming inside and I wanted rain on the window because yeah. that's one of my lyrics. So she stood outside with a hose um, and went. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch the video, it looks really great. Yeah. But if you watch it too closely, you can actually see, see, a, little, <laughs> see the little tiny uh, that rain is coming actually kind of from the side of the window rather than the top. But it came out really cool, I think. But um, that was my first foray into that. And then yeah. I have a partially made one that um, so much time now has passed. I need to go back and redo it. So, But, you know, I love that creativity. For yeah. me, making the videos is just as creative as writing the song. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking of the, the storylines and, you know, is it that way for you? I mean, for me, not necessarily. I'm probably the least involved when it comes to any of the music video stuff. Either White Knife is done or the last band we were in. It's just not my visual visual art is not my foray so you know joe's really good at that um and then you know scotty scotty and him work together really well on all of those those first two videos and then the rest of the videos we did one more with scotty uh for brooke and then what else oh brooke yeah um and joe is it you that's um are you doing that cool line or are you just pretending you're singing it in the video uh, I mean, live I do some of the backup vocals. Recording-wise, Bill does all the harmony parts. Ah, that was such a, that's a, again, just this catchy thing yeah. <laughs> in that song called Brooke, um, which is another um, tune I really like. And that's how I got to know who you guys were. Because um, we're I'm, all there and you yes, can see right? what's going on. I was like, on. okay, wait, who's the bass player? Okay, that's Joe. Okay, I got it. So. And we wanted to do a performance video. The other ones, we were against that. Just wanted to be more story-based, uh, kind of having that, us doing different roles. The first one for The Quiet, uh, we do the different Clue characters. I don't oh, know if you... I didn't understand The Quiet. And it was funny. I'm so glad to hear that, you know, we're here to clarify. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of, wow, that's really bizarre. And you start off on the first opening scene of that yeah. with, and you're like on a date. Yeah, so that's so, a, so, Colonel Mustard and um, oh, Scarlet. Yeah, Miss I think Scarlet. so. Yeah, I so did not the realize that bright yellow blazer. She's in the the red dress. The candlestick is on the table there. Oh. My scene was Mr. Green had the the rope, the noose as a tie. We hid the revolver in the tea party scene, and the end of it is you were Mr. Green. You were the drunk guy. Yes. I mean, really drunk guy. Yes. <laughs> and then someone was looking in, Sean, I guess, was looking in through this really cool kind of a hanging window thing. Yeah, we hung that from a Neat. tree in his backyard. We actually did the quiet and ghosts all in the same day, and it's the same yard. It's just one's at night, obviously. Wait, one's you did the day. two videos in the same day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we did ghosts during the day. Are you crazy? And then we did quiet <laughs> It was night. more efficient cost-wise yeah. and for all the extras we had. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Joe, it. it looks like you've got sliced potatoes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, did this kind of horizontal potato cut here. Gonna throw those on with a couple herbs, put them in the oven, and they will be ready as a side as soon as that chicken is shredded and cooked yeah, for sandwiches. Keep on making your noise, Will. 
Okay. Yeah, good. So, <laughs> so I am curious. What is this fascination with Clue? Because frankly, I'm not very good at it. But I don't even. It's not even really a fascination. It's just we were trying to name the band, and we had a game night, just as friends hanging out, and the winning, or whoever was the murderer, I guess, was Mrs. White, or Mr. White, Mrs. White, Mrs. White, Mrs. White in the study with a knife. So Sorry. we were just like. Let's just call it that because trying to just come up with a band name. And is that was just, like your winning, your winning hand. The per, yeah, the person that yeah won the game or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were so there beverages involved in this band decision, band naming decision? I think it was more just getting over the hurdle of finding something to name it. Just, yeah. You know what? That's the name of the band. Yeah. Mine's easy. It's the Marty Mendenhall Band. There you go. <laughs> Very can't, straightforward. Just can't, yeah. But I've always dreamed about having... A band where I did more original music and alternative stuff, you know, and sometimes sometimes it <laughs> yeah. feels like an uphill battle to do something different. Yeah. Um, even though that's what I listen to and I love. Um, I mean, really, I'm the jazz girl. So <laughs> So this is to get the, the right amount of it, because if I do it just by itself, it pools. So I kind of leave a little bit of a gap in between my fingers. So you're putting the, the olive oil on the tray. That's like, you yeah. know, restaurant style <laughs> fanciness. It just gets it the right point where, again, it's not pooling. They're not going to get soggy. They still crisp up, but it has that uh, texture to it. And then the uh, herbs I'm going to put on top of it stick to it as well. Great. What are you going to put on top? Uh, so I have, I'm just going to do some cracked pepper. And then I have an herb blend up here. After I wash my hands Ooh, real quick. herb blend. It's just one of those... Uh, for a birthday present one year, a friend got me all of the spices from the rack at a grocery store. So Aww. well stocked on that. This that's, one is a, it's yeah, pepper herb. I don't know exactly what's in it. Like you know, I said, it's a That's a really good bin. gift for someone who likes to cook. Oh yeah. Here's every <laughs> herb on the planet. Here's 20, a package of 20 herbs. Now cook me dinner. Welcome to smell that. I would love to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That smells good. So Brian, are you hungry? I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I could eat. I mean, I have a built-in chef, so it's kind of You have kinda, a built-in chef. Does he cook for you a lot? I mean, we make food a lot, and by that, we go buy stuff and he makes it, because I'm <laughs> not a cook. Sweet. Okay, so what are your favorite Joe dishes? I mean, stuffed mushrooms are by far and away my favorite thing that he makes, and one of my favorite foods, period. Okay, so as you're putting those on the oven, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your stuffed mushrooms. But no, the stuffed mushrooms, that is, I would say, uh, for all the people I cook for, that's definitely been one of the favorites that people uh, request or that I bring to group events. And what do you put in it? So the consistent is that I stuff them with goat cheese. And then what I like about stuffed mushrooms is they're very adaptable. So goat cheese, goat cheese yes, says. which I still have. Really? Uh, <laughs> but depending on the meal, like uh, the what I usually do is kind of like a spicy chicken sausage. Just make that in a pan, cut it up real fine, put that in with the cheese and stuff it. I've done it for like Mexican cuisine, do like a chorizo in it. Oh yeah, or, totally adaptable. Yeah. You're smart, Joe. You're giving me some good ideas and you're making me more hungry, which I guess is a good thing. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. So do you guys still get together as a band and just socialize? I mean, yeah, when we have time. I mean, we'll have like, like we've gone bowling before and we've gone to like game places. I mean, Sean having, you know, two kids, he, you know, his availability isn't as, you know, vast as like Joe or I's, for example. And Brandon's married and, you know, he 
um, has a house and they do a lot of, they're super active outdoorsy so they on the weekends are usually doing their Pacific thing. Northwest great place to live exactly yeah. like anything from skiing to hiking to yeah and they're kayaking. every great. weekend out you know snowboarding and stuff like that and then Bill he actually lives in Longview uh, with his um, soon-to-be husband so they I mean just by nature of you know him living all the way out there he doesn't get a chance to come in as much so and I what mean is, what okay Bill plays what so he does all the keyboard stuff and the harmonies and if I'm looking at the video, it's a view as a live performance band. Is he the guy on the left in the back? Like if you look watching Brooke, yeah, he'd be the guy over here. Brandon's the guy with like the computer and the headphones on. Oh, got Bill's it. the guy playing all the little keyboards. See, I'm identifying yeah. you. Yeah. I'm or in blue terms, he was uh, Professor Plum. Yeah. Oh. He was the <laughs> one the with party. the fire. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, I did not. Yeah. It, I'm really glad we discussed this because I thought that was a really weird video. And now I'm like, oh. Well, that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I understand now. Anyway, so it looks like you're shredding chicken. Yeah, just getting this real fine. Um, and then I throw it back in the sauce for a little bit. Once I pull it out, I feel like this lays on a bun really well. And then you can kind of stack whatever veggies. If you wanted some carrots on there, I'm going to slice up some onion and then throw cheese on top of it. So how long have you been cooking? Is it something you've been fascinated with your whole life or did your family teach you what, both my, what up? yeah both my parents cooked a lot when i was young um i was a really picky eater so i felt like making it myself i could kind of customize it and obviously i've branched out a lot since then but you were a picky eater a like, very like, picky eater really like what didn't you like wouldn't do any sort of tomato sauce ketchup was right off the menu <laughs> wouldn't touch that but yeah, got got over that as I, I grew up and just came to love food and especially like just hosting. I, you know, even just having you guys here for this, like this is fun for me. I like I've... taking care of people and feeding them, I guess. Yeah, a form of that. What was your first dish that you went, oh my God, I think I like to cook? Cheerios. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, pasta. Italian food is definitely how I got started making that. And it was something I could do in bulk. It was easy. When I was broke in college, I could afford to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that was really the kicker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I made uh, pasta last night. Oh, nice. What kind? Uh, I just did a spaghetti, and then um, I actually bought some pre-made meatballs and cooked them up in the oven. Okay. And then I like to combine two different brands of sauce if I don't have time to make it from scratch. Mm -hmm. And the secret is, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, you can take... Uh, a bottle of wine that you may not have finished. So even if you've got like a third of a cup or a half a cup left, don't throw it out, especially red wine. You just cap it and you can keep it pretty much indefinitely beside you, your stove or in your kitchen. And when you're making a sauce, that's what you use to cook with. I mean, I prefer throwing away red wine, but. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer throwing it away? Oh yeah, it's terrible. Aww. <laughs> But um, at any rate, you so can... I've got a, a splash over there. One of the recent meals we made was a pork shoulder with that Marsala wine. Oh, great! And I again, same in the slow cooker, use that as a yeah. base with some olive oil. See, you understand yep. this mm -hmm. concept. Oh, especially for Italian food. Oh yeah, yeah. But I didn't even know that the wine would. I knew I wasn't going to drink it after a few days, but I didn't realize until about a year ago that you could actually just keep it by your stove and use it. Use it when you wanted to cook. Actually, if you want to dump that back in there, that's oh, ready yep, to... Oh, I got it. Perfect. Okay. I am... Is it off? Just, uh, no, it's still cooking. I meant... Just... Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to scrape it with the lid back in. <laughs> You're like throwing pieces in. I got it. All right. Here you go. <laughs> See, this is kind of fun. I feel like I'm like helping. Right? It's a team effort. Holding the plate. <laughs> 
I never help him cook, so this is probably a treat for him. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's for the best that you, I. But you help shop. Well, I mean, yeah. Kind of. I just he helps with the the buying of the groceries. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a win-win for me. What good roommates do, right? <laughs> exactly. Do you say, hey, let's go big tonight, steak? Depends on the occasion, yeah, I would say. I don't... Like the uh, the pork shoulder that we did, we went to the pumpkin patch, so we got a lot of like uh, vegetables from Savi's Island, and that kind of made that into a big fall meal. I had yeah. a couple friends over. That sounds really good. Oh yeah. So how did you make the pork shoulder? Uh, again, same crock pot. Did the Marcella wine, some olive oil, herbs. I had a uh, fresh rosemary in there. Put a whole like branch of it essentially, mm -hmm. just to kind of soak up. And then yeah, did like a potato base. We had zucchini. I think I did the stuffed mushrooms yeah. as well mm -hmm. as a side. Wow. Yeah. You did a whole bunch. I, I just love the pumpkin patch. And while I'm out there, I want to get Aww. all the fresh produce. Yeah. Halloween and Christmas. Right? My two favorite times of year. Actually, um, this was my first Halloween in my new house. I just moved about a month ago. Okay. And uh, I wasn't sure what my neighbors were going to think because within a week of me moving in, I set up my Halloween graveyard. And uh, I learned how to do that, how to make my own tombstones from a local couple um jeff and chris davis um they have the davis graveyard which is in milwaukee and it's this yard haunt so you don't walk through it but they have like a hundred tombstones and they're all lit by like spooky led lights and yeah. they have really cool sayings and so i learned how to make them and mine say you know spooky stuff and so i wasn't sure what my neighbors were going to think nobody said anything about it but i did get um, a good number of trick-or-treaters, so hmm. I'm considering my first Halloween success. a success. Yeah. Sounds so. like it. As far as White Knife Study goes, where can people find out more about you? I mean, just the usual interneting, the Spotify's, the Apple Music's, the Facebook's, Instagram's. We have a website, which is wksmusic.com, mm -hmm. has all the usual stuff. And of course, we have our own YouTube channel and that kind of thing. And what are your hashtags? I mean, usually we just do like, you know, WKS music and then stuff like synth pop and, you know, um, Portland, the kind of just usual stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Nothing too fancy. I love it. Simple and direct. You know, I don't want to load up an Instagram post with 37 hashtags. It's unnecessary. Yeah, well, <laughs> there trying you go. to find more connection in kind of the synth pop world. Again, yeah. us coming from heavier music, we actually played our first show as White Knife Study with a bunch of metal bands because that's just who we knew. Uh -huh. So we've been trying to branch out a little bit more, find so more people. So you were the different... The different one in that show. We were the, yeah, we were the intermission. The odd show. man out. Yeah. But it was all friends, so it was it was welcomed. We did yeah. that at the Hawthorne Theater. Um, and yeah, it was just nice playing for people that we used to, that we, you know, had done a lot of shows with as divides, people in the metal community. Mm -hmm. And we've always just felt very welcome there. Really good people. Boy, I can't even picture you guys doing metal. Okay, <laughs> Brian, you I can picture doing metal. Joe, you maybe not so much. Just saying. But um, <laughs> when is your next album coming out? Um, so we're probably not gonna. We're gonna do probably what a, or we're gonna probably do what a lot of bands are starting to do and just do like single releases rather than albums because anymore it doesn't really make sense financially to do albums unless you're backed by like a label or something like that. So we'll probably do singles. Uh, we have. Three slash four, though one of them we're thinking about not doing uh, new songs that we haven't released yet. Yeah, and so we'll do probably I. just do them as singles. Yeah. Because again, I started to say earlier, it's more cost effective when you, especially when you go in the studio, um, to do more than one song. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I still have two I haven't released yet, 
and uh, you know the they're, they're great fight. produced songs um so they're just not ready yet yeah well and that's you know it's just kind of until you're a known quantity having an album at the end of the day no one cares like they just want the one song decide if they like you and then go from there and then right. once you are something that people like enough people pay attention to then fine you can do eps and albums and that kind of stuff so but, my friend naomi she's got it down she does three to four singles a year. Yeah. Um, she, you know, goes in the studio, gets it all ready to go. And then um, she does different artwork for each cover. Um, a lot of times she has friends that are doing paintings or, you know, poetry or whatever. And it's all, you know, kind of this big thing. And she makes it all into a big release. Um, and then um, at the end of two years, you know, she'll have enough that she could do an EP or an album. Yeah. Well, it just depends on kind of what your end goal is. But knowing that, you know, if you want to have a career out of it, it's trying to get on Spotify playlists or having just, you know, those that one song that people want to listen to. So it's really that's the battle. So releasing one here, one there makes a lot more sense than an album because chances are people aren't just going to listen to the whole album. So you spent however much money and it's like. So why do you want to be in a Spotify playlist? I mean, so if the end goal is to be a band that's touring the world, sort of speak, I uh -huh. mean, most, especially in the more pop-driven world, um, that's how you get discovered. Is I mean, the majority of people listen to their music through streaming services, Spotify being, you know, the most popular one. Right. So if you can get on curated playlists that already have, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers on it, that's the easiest way to get discovered these days. So how do you do that? <laughs> Hopefully, you have a song that is that, the question. Yeah, you tell is, us. Yeah, exactly. The uh, pistol with the uh, recording unit in the. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, really, it's all. I've always viewed it as like as playing the lottery, right? It, it's all luck at the end of the day. I mean, there's not really. It seems to me a rhyme or reason as to who does become popular, who doesn't. I mean, there's so many bands that I like that. They just randomly got discovered because somebody happened to hear something on SoundCloud or Spotify and then they shared it and it's somebody else that was at like a music media magazine happened to discover it and that kind of thing. And it's I was actually impressed with the amount of, you know, really good press you guys have. Your album release seemed to be picked up um, by a lot of people and so... and. Your music is outstanding. Really, <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I mean, I, I'm sitting here and I'm still singing you know, those songs that I've been listening to for the last week. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have great faith that you guys are going to, you guys are going to hit it. And I can't Fingers wait for my crossed. listeners to hear you. So <laughs> well, again, that catchiness uh, stuff getting stuck in your head, that is kind of the goal. Yeah. Especially coming to this type of music, you know, we had always listened to it, bands like you had mentioned earlier, um, Depeche Mode, Churches, Postal Service was a huge yeah. one. That we... I love the Postal No surprise, yeah. I love the Postal Service. No, one of my one of my all time favorite. That's probably the first electronic band that I actually ever legitimately mm -hmm. got into or listened to. So, is everyone having a sandwich? Oh yes, cut we are all having a sandwich. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose ciabatta rolls? It's a lighter bread uh, without being like a typical hamburger bun or something like that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's the gourmet version. That, to be honest, that's what it was. It just seems fancier. <laughs> and they were on sale at Fred Meyer. 
Well, um, so, so while we've been talking, um, we you shredded we yes we shredded all that chicken. You held the plate. I did, I held the plate right, and you dumped that back in. Mm -hmm. And then um, of course we've got all uh, um, the carrots were already in there, and you chopped up some celery and put that in there as well. Yep. And you've got the potatoes in the oven. About how long are we looking until those come out? Potatoes are going to be ready in about five minutes, and I'm kind of using that. So the chicken's cooked all the way through. Like uh -huh. I said, that's been in the slow cooker for about an hour and a half before you got here, maybe a little bit longer. With the sauce. With the, yeah, the buffalo sauce and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I just put, like you said, the shredded carrots, uh, chopped up some celery, which I think is going to be good in there, just to kind of get it a little softened up to put on top of the sandwiches. The... Oh yeah, potatoes are looking good. Mm-hmm, um, yes, yes they are. So once we get the meat on here, how are you, will the cheese melt itself? Yeah, uh, and you know, try not to get it too melty. I just put it on right before serving so it, it kind of folds mm -hmm. over the meat and everything there. Great. Yeah, speaking of, I got a uh, provolone from Trader Joe's as well. With uh, chicken, I always try to go for a white cheese. I just think it, it pairs nicer than like a cheddar or something like that. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm really hungry, so. We're, yeah, like I said, I think we're about five minutes away. Perfect. Very close. So what have you guys got coming on the horizon? I mean, other than we, <clears throat> we need to really just figure out when we're gonna record those next couple songs. We have a few shows that, um, in December, that we have to decide which ones we're gonna do. So I guess we can't mention those yet, but. <laughs> um, but they can go to your website. Yeah, and yeah. Once those get solidified, then yeah, they can go to our website. And by the time this airs, they will be confirmed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of you know we had the house show last weekend. We got to play up in Alaska too. Uh, yeah, we did play. <laughs> a, we did play in Alaska a couple weeks ago. As you well. guys all flew back up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've known a promoter up there for many years. You yeah. know, she worked with our previous bands, both uh, the Hoons, Divides. Um, and yeah, just the fact that we were all from there, it was like, no, come back, you know, and it, it had a pretty good turnout. Like, yeah. I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just having us back home. So yeah, did that. It was fun. You know, family, friends, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Do you have family in Alaska? So yeah, basically my mom, dad, sister, nephew, um, So you don't have to pay for a place to stay? No. Yeah, that's good. No. Which was nice. They affordable. they did pay for our plane tickets up, but yeah, we all know people. My family actually moved out of Alaska, ah. but had friends to stay with. Um, I lived in a small town called Homer for a while, and I got to go down there and see that, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, just just good to be back. I, I don't miss living there, but I do miss Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, everything smells delicious. I think it's time to pull the french fries out. I'm you just, think it's time? I'm just Let's do you. it. Are we ready? Uh, I'm going to stir this one last time, and then yeah, I'd say grab a bun and start stacking. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm, I'm hearing that as yeah, a directive. Yeah, you're first in line. Do it. Yeah, throw that on the bun, get some okay, cheese on there. Okay, what do I dish it with? Um, let's get you... And this has uh, really been, you know, probably, what, like a half an hour that these vegetables have been in here? Yeah, I threw them in when you got here, so... And the chicken didn't need to be, you know, cooked again, so... No, it was just uh, once I shred it to kind of get the sauce all around it, marinate yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah, speaking of sauce, I'm going to give myself a little. You got it. All right, and then what do I do? Provolone cheese and call that good. I have some spinach if you want, but honestly, I just kind of do it as is. All right. So I just put a slice of this on here, huh? Yeah, throw that on top, put some fries on the side, and go to town. And away we go. So, uh, Joe, you've got some red onion yeah, over just, there. Uh, I throw it, yeah, on the cheese or wherever in the sandwich you can fit it. All right, I'm putting it on there. All right, so here it goes. Mmm. Mm-hmm. 
Get that stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Mmm. <laughs> that is so good. Surprisingly, it's got a little bit of heat to it. Not, mm. not a lot. I'm, I'm definitely a big hot sauce fan, but this one isn't over the top. It's not mm -hmm. too spicy, but still has that little bit of a kick. Mmm. Oh, the vegetables are a really nice touch. And, you know, I've, I've put them in when I start the, co uh, the cooking before, but I feel like they get too tender. This way they still have a little bit of the crunch with the celery, the, the carrots have a nice texture to them. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brian? Well, I've only had the fries so far. <laughs> Definitely delicious. Mm-hmm. About to dig into the salmon here and see what happens. Mm. So good. Well, Joe, thank you so much for cooking for me today. Of course. No, I love the crossover here. The music talk with the food. Uh, both have always been big parts of my life. So, yeah, I was happy when you guys reached out to us. This is a lot of fun. Um, it has been a lot of fun. And Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Mm. I appreciate well. it. And uh, I loved all the information about the band and... Again, I really want to encourage people to go check out your music and your videos and um, just have fun with it because I'm predicting in no time at all, you guys are going to be really big. Here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping. So here you go. Here, let's do a French fry. French fry toast. Cheers. Here's to the success of White Knife Study <laughs> and this fabulous meal. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, sorry. Cheers. <laughs> and thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, announcing the new holiday release of the Marty's Music Kitchen Season 1 Cookbook. Find out how you can become a patron of this podcast and get a free digital or hardbound cookbook as part of the perks at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.